You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are here with another morning drop. Auburn football completes the North Texas two-step, and we had to come in here and talk about it. Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Yes, indeed. The War Report right here, morning drop style. B. Will is in here with me this morning talking a little bit about the new developments, new portal signings from North Texas. Jair yeah. Shorter, Larry Nixon third. Ready to get to it. B. Will, how you feeling this morning, though, man? Feeling all right. Feeling all right. Feeling like uh, this roster is probably just about done. I'm thinking it's about done. We don't know, though. I mean, you freeze. I can't call what this man's going to do. But feeling like at least we can start evaluating our team. But we'll see. Yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, we're getting close to, I, I don't know. You know, so before we talk about these two guys in particular, you feel like we're almost done. The question is, is there a place that you still feel Auburn needs more people, right? Like there are probably a couple more scholarships available um, and there's no need to not fill them, right? But if is there still an area of concern or need as far as depth is concerned? I'm trying to think about it now. I think offensive line is definitely set. Uh, we got the number of bodies that Hugh Freeze talked about having at the offensive line. Um, quarterback, I think you're set with Hank Brown coming in. That's your four. Um, wide receiver now, I do think we're set with the addition of Shorter and Burton. Linebacker, I thought was set, but they added another one. So defensive back, we're way too set. I mean, we <laughs> we overset. Shoot. So I'm trying to think where we need bodies. Where um defensive line, maybe, but that would only be for somebody the, the quality of talent you need at defensive line to make a difference and, and, and push through the lineup there. I don't think that guy's available anymore. So you stand pat there. Defensive end, we went and got one. Maybe we could use another edge. Maybe. Another difference-making edge, but that will really be the only one. So I, I don't know if another one's out there, or at least not that's considering us. So I, I, that's why I think we're pretty well set. If it was defensive line or edge, possibly. But I don't think any more of those guys are out there. Okay. All right. Well, we definitely want you guys to share the video right now and let other folks know we're in here having the conversation Um I think it's a good conversation to be had about where we are with this roster right now. We'll be having this conversation for sure a little bit more tonight. Make sure you go ahead and like the video while you're in here and subscribe to the channel if you're new or if you're not new and you just haven't subscribed for whatever reason, um, you can go ahead and get that done. Um, but let's talk a little bit more specifically about the young men that we have on the, the team now. Uh, the first one to commit yesterday was Jair Shorter. Jair Shorter, wide receiver from North Texas, 6'2", 218. Uh, he is a senior, but I believe he still has two years of eligibility, if I'm not it's just mistaken. One. Just, one just one for Jair? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but coming in, 6'2", 215. The big rave about Jair Shorter, and we talked about this a little bit when it was a prospect for him coming on, is the fact that uh, they used to say all the time about Chris Carter. I don't, listen, I'm, I'm going to age myself by saying this. I understand that. But I, I own the fact that I'm a, a more seasoned man in the game at this point in time. They used to say about Chris Carter all the time, all he does is catch touchdowns. Yeah. 
Jair Shorter is that guy that all he does is catch touchdowns. Yeah. Um, like um, literally almost half of the catches that he had is uh, were, were touchdowns this past season. 11 touchdowns, 23 catches. That's phenomenal. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> and I, I'm reading this off of uh, Rivals as far as his size and height. He, uh, some people, somebody in the chat saying that I heard he was 6'4". If he is 6'4 now, they just need to update it over there on the site. But listen, uh, 6'2", 6'4", either way, tall receiver, and big body guy, right? So you guys know that I don't really do a lot of film study. You know, I watch some some highlights or whatever, but I, I have had an opportunity to look at the tape since he signed officially yesterday. So I, ha- I did spend a lot of time uh, yesterday evening uh, taking a look at some of his tape. Big body receiver and how he wins is with possession style catches, right? Like he is mm-hmm. a guy who will go up and high point the football. He is a guy who likes to use his body uh, to get between the DB and the ball to be able to come down with catches. But your thoughts on Jair Shorter? This is the one I wanted. This is the one I wanted more than Lamonis Craig. Not more than Keon. Keon Coleman. Was it Keon Hall? Coleman. Coleman Keon Coleman. Yeah, I, I, wanted, I wanted Coleman. But obviously, he didn't want to come here. So, But the reason I wanted him is because, obviously, this is your deep threat. That type of production, 11 touchdowns and 23 catches, that's outrageous. So you go and get that dude because you know you can stretch the field with him. Is it elite speed? I haven't seen it mentioned one time in his scouting report when people talking about uh, him coming here that elite speed was his was his thing. It's not. It's possession. Yeah. Yes, I am downfield, but I am going to get it, so just throw it. Now, we know that we've got a Camden Brown who is a big, powerful guy. Mm-hmm. Camden Brown has not had the opportunity to be, even begin developing this type of production because when has he had anybody throwing it to him downfield? When have the coaches put him in a position to get downfield and make some contested catches? This is a, all right, Camden, we know what you probably can do. This dude can do it right now Hmm. and he can do it well. He comes in here. He's only got a year. Uh, Nixon, the, the linebacker we got, they only got a year developmental for the young guys. I think these are pieces that you put, in front of the young guys, you let them see how it's done, and then next year they're cooking with grease. But right now, we needed a deep threat. Like you were talking about all the time, it's like I don't think we have a guy who's just a, a super crisp route runner who can get open no matter what. We don't have a guy that's a burner who can get downfield and make defenses respected no matter what. Even though this guy isn't a burner, you can't leave a guy who has that type of catching ability unguarded. So you got to put somebody down there. You have to. And that's going to make everything else work so much better for a passing game that should have the benefit of a strong running game to, to begin with. And now you get a deep threat too. Like, that's it. So strong run game, deep threat. That is the recipe for a dominant offense. Now, wh- how well each one of those pieces does their job is definitely going to factor into that. A running game that you have to commit more bodies than you want to to it as a defense. And at least one deep threat that you have to have a safety out there looking for. And you can't be just a corner, even if it's a great corner, because if he's not big enough, trouble. Now, uh, it's it's almost academic at this point. It it reminds me a lot when we did uh, not build it was chop it up with a pro mm-hmm. the the first year or two we were we were doing content and Devin Aromashadu said we we're asking him what are the problems that you're seeing or that you saw with Gus, and he said, well, I thought man it was football was easy when we were there. It's like listen, run the ball, make the defense respect it, then you hit him over the top. That that was his 
somebody who's been in the NFL, who's played with Peyton Manning, caught passing from Peyton Manning and said, listen, this is, this is, we're not, this is really simple. Run the ball, make them respect it. When they do, hit them over the top. Yeah. This is the one. This is exactly how we hit them over the top. It, everything in between gets easier. Everything gets easier. I'm, I'm excited about Shorter. This was the one I wanted. Yeah, he, he's definitely a guy who can uh, help you get more passes down the field. To me, as you said, I think he is Camden Brown with a few years of experience as far as his his makeup of what type of receiver he is. But, listen, right. I said this before, it's clear Coach Hugh Freeze has a type. He wants to yeah. get tall catch radius. That's the thing that he really wants as far as his outside receivers are concerned. Now, he'd like to get taller guys on the in the slot as well, but um, he now I still don't think that we've answered the question as far as speed is concerned on this team. I mean, we do right. have uh, speedy receivers. Again, Javarius Johnson, um, you got Jay Fair, Jay Fair, and you've got Amari Kelly, I think, are your speedier guys. Malcolm Johnson right. Jr. is a faster guy. I just don't know that he threatens in the same way, but those would be the guys who you'd put in your speed category. Um, right. Take the top off the defense. Mm, Javarius Jar- Johnson, Vars probably the only one that's a take the top off the defense kind of guy. Right. Amari Ma- Ar- yeah. Kelly can scoot, but Javarius is the guy who is like, if you if you lose him off the line, he's gone. Yeah, um, yeah. Jay Fair is probably more quick than he is fast. He is fast, but he's probably more quick than fast. So he's good, uh, intermediate, short, shifty route running type of guy. That's what I would expect for him to do. Your crossers and your your you know um, intermediate short routes. He's going to be able to catch that, and then yards after the catch. So I'd love to see him in the screen game, wide receiver stuff like that. But. Um, yeah. You need the big receivers on the outside, and if you can get big and fast, then you're in a whole different ball game. But I think yep. that this does answer the question about having more experience in the outside receiver position and having guys who have had the opportunity to just be ball hog type of guys. Mm-hmm. Throw the ball in my vicinity, I'll go get it. Um, I liked what I saw from his tape as far as his ability to do contested catches down the field. So looking forward to seeing what he can do. The only thing that I can think of that would be a red flag and probably what put gums in the works for him with a lot of programs is the injury history, right? Like he was a guy who was oft injured. Same thing that you can say about Burton, right? Burton is a guy with a ton of talent, injury problems, right? Burton's a lot younger. So, you know, having a lot of injuries that young puts you in a different kind of conversation as to whether or not you'll ever pan out. Shorter has had a little bit of an injury bug in his collegiate career. So hopefully he's mm-hmm. passed those days and he can have a full productive season. And this is what he wants to do. We've said this before about other transfer players. Guys with limited eligibility aren't coming here to sit. Right. They come, they're coming here because they want to get playing time. Right. And this is going to be important when we shift the conversation over to Larry Nixon in just a minute, Mm -hmm. Um, because the wide receiver room, I think rotations will allow you to play multiple guys and shorter doesn't have to be the guy. But the question I have for you before we shift over to Larry Nixon is. In your thought process with what you know right now, and you might not even have an answer for this, is shorter a guy that you feel like could be a significant contributor, i.e. starter for Auburn, based upon what we have in the room? 
the only reason I say yes is because I think he's done what we would want Camden Brown to do. Like that that's really whose spot I see him taking. And I see Corey right here asking that question. Well, who does Shorter take snaps from? I think he takes snaps from Camden Brown. And it's not because Camden Brown can't be it. It's that if Shorter is it right now, a long-armed guy with enough leaping ability and strong enough hands to go up and get the ball, even in a contested situation, if he does that now and he's got one year to play, I mean, Camden Brown's got three years to play. Listen, I would, and it's not that I would even use them both. I, you never know what's going to happen. Like you said, with, with injury history, Shorter could play a few games and then be off. Well, cool. Well, now, Camden, listen, you had a dude in the room with you, hopefully, that you developed a good relationship with, that you got to see do everything that Hugh Freeze wants him to do as that body type and that type of wide receiver athlete. You can imitate it even a little bit better because nobody else in our room has that same skill set. But now you've got uh, an older equivalent of your skill set to learn that from. It's okay if you don't, if you're not on the field for every offensive snap. It's okay if there's another guy down there. And then with certain packages, hey man, put them out there together. Let them figure out how to get that done. Because I think, as you talked about with with after the spring, and a couple of people have mentioned, I think JG mentioned too, Nick Martin doesn't look to be the type of difference maker that maybe they thought he could be before the spring. So I don't think Martin is going to get that starting role. I think Camden Brown probably would have had one. Now I, I think it's fair to say, hey, let, let's shorter have one. Let's shorter have one of that that one of those roles because that's what you would want Martin for, right? Go out there, be tall, and get the ball. Now he's not six six shorter, is it? But it doesn't matter if it, if the same result can happen, which is you going up and you winning that one on one matchup. Absolutely, man. Put them, send them on phase to the end zone. Like this is this should be academic. This this should be very simple. Have him out there. I think he does get the start over a Camden Brown, unless I mean, listen. What can it hurt to have two guys out there that you absolutely yeah, <laughs> need I, to put I, I, at I least two say, bodies I, on? I think that he might actually start opposite of Camden Brown, right? So I think the opportunity mm-hmm. to be a starter at the opposite side against, um, or, or excuse me, on the opposite side of the field would be probably the best thing that you could do. Because here's the thing, right? Like uh, when you're talking about going to a three receiver set, um, I don't know. Really, the, the question for Camden Brown is going to be how well he adjusts to this offense. Is he really a guy who you can count on to be where he's supposed to be and understand what he needs to do? Um, I don't know the answer to that because I haven't seen him very much in this offense. A-Day didn't answer that question for us, right? So we don't really know what Camden Brown is in this offense and how he's adjusting to being able to understand that. We do know Coy Moore knows this offense really well. I've said it many times. I think Coy Moore is super, he's an intelligent guy, so you can count on him to be where he needs to be. Um, so that might be the reason why Coy Moore gets snaps initially over a guy like Camden Brown on the outside receiver, because I do think that mm-hmm. Coy is going to likely play outside. Um, but, and then it becomes down to who knows the offense better, shorter or, or Brown, or if they're equal, do you go with the younger guy who has more upside or do you play the older guy who just kind of needs to take i don't know a lot of questions to be answered there let's just shift gears really quickly before we get to our break and talk about larry nixon the third mm-hmm. he is mm-hmm. as well a senior coming over he is 6'2 as well 236 playing an inside linebacker mostly for north texas uh any thoughts on larry nixon and his prospects for auburn so i looked at uh some of his his snap counts he has not started every game 
in the last few years. I think he did most of his starting last season. North Texas had a, a decent year last year. Um, they're usually a very, I won't say down program. They're up and down program, but it's not. It's not surprising to me that they had a really good year with the type of talent that they've got in the portal. So as we talked about, this is one of the problems with smaller schools. You have a good year, your best talent's going to leave, and now you're resetting. So Nixon was a part of that. He was a very uh, good tackler for them last year. I didn't watch any tape, so I don't know if he is of the Zacoby McLean variety where it's like, listen, am I the biggest, am I the fastest? No, but I know where I need to be, and instinctually, I'm just going to get there and I'm going to get a guy to the ground. But to be productive as a linebacker, to be that productive, you're keeping some heat off of your secondary players. Your safeties and corners don't have to come up and make all these tackles because you're not missing them. And if you're getting those tackles, you're doing your job in the middle of the of the defense. And I don't think that that's anything but an upside, anything but a plus. Um, he's developed slowly. I think he registered his first year, uh, which was 2019, if I'm not mistaken. He played kind of sort of the same Bo Nix track as far as here, I lost a year because of COVID, and, and he redshirted a year, so that's why this is technically his sixth year in college. So I, anybody who's still here at this point, he hasn't shown that he can be the guy at a major program. Listen, man, here's your shot. You got better every year at North Texas. You're in there, productive, making those stops, consistently on defense at middle linebacker. Come here and do it for us, and then you're on to the NFL. I like the prospect. Like we already said, I like the one year, here's your shot, on TV against Bama, on TV against Georgia, on TV against uh, LSU. This is the spotlight you want to come here and prove that you can be that guy and our defense should be much better for it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he could potentially do. I wasn't as concerned about the linebacker room um, as far as what I had seen from a talent perspective. When you talk about an Austin Keys coming in, when I think about uh, you know some of the younger guys that haven't gotten a lot of play, when I think about... Uh, Eugene Asante still being in that room. I think that we've got talent in that room, adding another depth piece to that room. Because that this is really what the problem for me has been for linebacker at Auburn for right. a decade, is if one guy goes down, that room is in shambles. Yeah, And I don't think that we're in that position right now where I don't feel good about whoever they trot out there at the two deep on a roster is looking like, ah, oh, man, if, if such and such gets hurt, bro, we're done. I don't. That was like that. that was the case at almost every positions. Again, coming from 2018 going forward, that's when our roster really thinned out. 2018 going forward, it's been if that one dude goes down, we are screwed consistently in multiple positions. Running back room is the only place where we felt like all right, we could try out another per. And and some of them were revelations, right? Like we didn't even know what right. we had on the bench, and we was like, this dude ain't been getting snaps. Right, right, right. Cam Petway back right. in the day, Tank in 2020. That's how we found out we had him. But, I mean, Bo Nix was our starter, and the next person was either Grant Lloyd one year or what's the guy who played base? Sandberg? Sandberg, yeah. What are we doing? Zacoby McClain goes down, and it looks like our, defend, our, our defense craters in, and we're giving up, giving up a game to Georgia State damn near. We can't be that thin. And I know that that's something that, that Hugh Freeze saw, and he thought he's – Short up the 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 roster in a way that this I think he could do it this quick. Well, we have to wait and see. We think all these guys are going to pay. Right. We'll have to wait and For see sure. when the season starts. Hey, this guy is as good as on we paper thought, or though. better. Right on paper, it, we're looking a lot. And some of this talent has already done this stuff prior elsewhere. So you can say, well, no, he's that dude because I've seen him do it. Right. This this is this is all I wanted, man. This is all I wanted. 
Thank you, Hugh. <laughs> Thank you, dog. Listen, man, but like you said, I, I'm looking forward to a day where we don't feel as if there is a necessity for one guy to be the, you know, and you do want a glue piece that holds everything together, an alpha out there yeah. that's going to just really take charge. Like I said, man, you don't want to feel like your safeties have to make all of your tackles in the box. Yeah. You want your linebackers to be downhill and be where they're supposed to be. Last year, a lot of the times, they weren't where they were supposed to be, which meant, you know, you put a lot of pressure and a lot of heat on the secondary to come up. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. We're going to go over to the chat and see what you guys are thinking about in terms of all of this stuff. A lot of good conversation happening in the chat. If you're already in here, make sure you go ahead and like the video, sub to this channel so that you know when we're going live because you're going to get some of the best fan commentary that there is on Auburn sports. We'll start the conversation with John Boyson, who says, I'm hammering the 6.5 wins on the over-under for Auburn bef- now before it changes. Be Will, yeah, the betting expert, what you thinking on that? That's a good bet. That's a good bet right now because if it ticks up to 6.5 um, with, with these portal signings, then we have to win 8 for you to win a bet on the over for our season because 7, seven would be a push. You, you said yeah. if it ticks well, up to 7.5. No. If it... No, if it ticks up to seven is what I mean, mm-hmm. then we have to win eight right. to for you to win money. So right now, you can bet seven wins and win over six and a half, which is seven wins, and win that money. We talked about our schedule a little bit. We're going to do our, our full season preview um, in a few weeks here. We're going to figure out how to make some of these bets on these, on, these, uh, on these season totals. But listen, this is the time. This is the time. I probably would have did it about a month ago. Because it may have been as low as six. I'm not sure. But this is definitely the time right now because it's not going to get any better. Uh, that bet, that line's not going to get any better going forward. Yeah. Um, John jumps back in on the conversation of what uh, the needs might still be for this roster. He thinks we need another edge for depth. Yeah. Yeah. And I see, uh, I, I think we probably need one, but I don't know if any of the ones that we've targeted as of right now have us high on the list. It's what, it's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about, man, can we get another edge, though? But I agree. One more edge. I like the one we got. I really like him. I think that's a good diamond in the rough type pickup. I I have no idea if Keldrick Falk is going to uh, see it and get it in year one. I have no idea if Elijah McAllister can be serviceable in year one here because he wasn't the most productive player at Vandy. He was, he's, just, he's a solid locker room maturity guy, but just a baller. Like I think McLeod can be our... Hey, go get them. Pass only situations. 
not great on the run. You probably want to wait until you got the the offense in, in third and eight, third and seven before you put them out there. But yes, I think we've got that one, that that Sensei Mud, D Ford. Am I the best outside linebacker in the world? No, but is it, is it time to rush a quarterback? Yeah, let's go get him. I think he's that guy. But yeah, you want another one, though. I want another one. I would love to have another one because you're again, we're one twisted ankle, one uh, sprained finger, uh, whatever it is that's going to keep these guys from being optimal away from not having that production anymore. So I would love to get another one too. Yes. And I think the, the key thing here is depth, right? So mm-hmm. if you're looking at guys in the portal that have limited um, eligibility left, then they're not coming in to be a depth piece, right? Unless they're coming yeah. from some smaller program and this is going to be their opportunity to be a rotational piece. If you're getting guys uh, like the James Madison kid, Ukwu, who I've been high on, I think he yeah. wants to go somewhere where he's going to be the guy. And I don't know mm-hmm. that coaching staff here at Auburn is promising him the guy snaps. Um, so that might be an an, uh, an impediment for for signing him, but you know we'll see uh, what happens in that situation. James Barnett jumps in and says, "Fellas, how are we feeling about the win totals now?" Pretty much same conversation we we're just having. According to the coaches and the staff, we ain't done yet. I don't think that they're done. Um, I was just asking, do are there needs out there, right? How do you feel mm-hmm. about the roster as it's currently constructed? I don't feel as if this roster has a bunch of holes in it, but I would agree. Depth pieces are never going to be a bad thing, so I wouldn't be mad at them adding in another edge player. I think that they are still looking for a speedy wide receiver uh, to be mm-hmm. able to, to, to be that take-the-top-off kind of uh, depth threat for the outside. Um, and then they probably are looking for one other rotational piece along the either either of the lines, offensive or defensive. But your thoughts on we ain't done yet coming out from the coaching staff? I mean, they still got a beat on a couple guys. I, I would love to see Ukwu come here as well. I thought that based on the little bit of, of highlight tape I saw on him, I was like, okay, he looks impressive. Mm-hmm. Again, another diamond in the rough type uh, in the rough type coming from Group of Five that could absolutely be a, an undervalued player. So. Yeah, we want him, but like you said, if he wants to be the guy, listen, we got guys now. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the one we just signed to McLeod. So I, I don't know if we have the pitch to be able to get him here. The same thing for their ball reports, Lamonius Craig is going back to uh Colorado or he just didn't want to be down here in the South. Um, the same thing with Coleman. Like we've we've got a beat on a few guys I think could improve their rooms, but if they want more than we have to offer right now, then we'd have to stand pat. Yes, indeed. Haley jumps in and says more recruitment done in five months than was done in the last three ish years. Haley, five years. It's been five years. It's been five years. Yeah. And so I'd say definitely there there's a mixed bag. I think it's more quality recruitment in positions of need is what I would say Mm -hmm. in in this, because Mm -hmm. we knew the areas we were deficient in. And we went and aggressively attacked those areas. Um, We also did a really good job of, because the transfer portal works both ways, of allowing guys who we knew weren't, you're not just here to take up a roster spot. Are you going to effectively come in here and if we call your name, get on the field? If not, I want you to go somewhere and play football if that's what you really want to do. Right, right. If you really want to play football, I'm going to tell you right now, Auburn's probably not the place where it's going to happen this year for you. I would Mm -hmm. strongly consider going into the portal, having those honest conversations with these kids. Right. So and this sounds contradictory to my 
bad messaging conversation. Um, but that honest conversation was had with a couple of young men. I know this to be a fact. Mm-hmm. Like that's not me assuming what happened behind closed. I I know some conversations that happened behind closed doors with some of these guys. So yeah. allowing them the opportunity to say, hey, it ain't coming together for you here. You might want to find a spot where you can go play. Very honest conversation mm-hmm. to have. Glad that they were able to have those conversations. Yeah, that's important. That's just as important with a, I think that that's going to pay dividends with some of the guys who are just coming in. Because you, number one, it's kind of like, um, there was this episode of, man, I know I watched Friends with me. Friends was our show. Definitely watched um, Back in the day in college, man. And Monica got a job at a kitchen as a head chef, but she got the job because she tore them to pieces in a mm-hmm. restaurant review. And so they weren't respecting. They was like doing the opposite of what she said do. So she hired Joey Mm -hmm. just to be able to chew him out and fire him. And because Alfred Hitchcock apparently had done that on some sets. So it worked. So Joey gets in there. He messes up. She yells at him, fires him. Everybody falls in line. Because people need to see that there's got to be some consequence of me not being that dude. If I'm not going to toe the line, what's the consequence? Nothing. I just get to stay on scholarship. And go to class and get my education, but I don't really have to be that guy. You mean I'm just gonna come in and get some spot work um in, in practice, or maybe if we're in a blowout, how seriously do I have to take it? How competitive were the rooms three, four years ago? Like with Brian Harson, I knew that it was competitive, but it was the talent still wasn't up to par. Gus was trying to recruit and be competitive, but he also had a, a lack of competition because guys seemed to be chosen in their spots, and whether they performed well or not, they just kept playing. Now, there's value. And Hugh Freeze said this when he was asked at that the, uh, the golf tournament. There's value to saying, hey, I like you. You either are not going to make it here because your skill set is not good enough, or I'm going to demand more from you by putting a guy who is just as valuable as you are as skill set, but with a better work ethic or already more productive. Now, raise your bar to meet his if you want to get on that field. That's valuable. And I see Corey saying it right here. <laughs> it's called entitlement, B-Will, taking over the younger generation. You might not be wrong. You might not be wrong. I'll be trying to defend the young, younger generation. <laughs> going to be a but, lean, uh, lean year in the dragon house. <laughs> the dragon lean, 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 lean. Lean, <laughs> lean. That was hilarious. Oh, if you don't watch Friends, you have no idea what I'm talking about right there. But it's all good. We are out of here. War Eagle. Peace. Peace.